Blog Talk Radio. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living, the devil may care. And I'm just a devil with love and spare. So Viva Las Vegas, Viva Las Vegas. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, the blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is stone heart and a new steel. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas with your neon flashing and your one-armed bandits crashing. Almost hold down the drain Fever Las Vegas turning day into nighttime Turning night into daytime If you see it once You'll never be the same again I'm gonna keep on the run I'm gonna have me some fun If it cost me my very last dime If I wind up broke Well, I'll always remember that I had a swing in time Give it everything I've got Lady love, please let the dice stay hot Let me shoot a seven with every shot Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas Viva Viva Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. Thanks also to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for picking this episode as one of their staff picks. We really appreciate it. And I should remind everyone that you don't have to be a movie addict to visit here. But... If you are one, it's definitely the place for you, especially today, because we'll be talking about the relationship between Hollywood and Vegas, baby. Our special guest is award-winning author Susan Marg, whose terrific book titled Las Vegas Weddings, A Brief History, Celebrity Gossip, Everything Elvis, and The Complete Chapel Guide inspired us to do a show on films about Vegas, including the famous movie star weddings there and the way Las Vegas and Hollywood are intertwined. You might remember that Susan is also the author of Hollywood or Bust, which she told us about a few months ago in one of our favorite episodes of the year, which was co-hosted by film historian James Colt Harrison, and happily, James is back as our co-host again today. Now, we'll bring Susan and James on right after we check with Nikki Starr to see if she's ready to help with the show. Nikki, are all systems go in the chat room? They are, and we got people in there ready. Fantastic. Now, I hope that the... Um, Lounge singers and the one-eyed bandits aren't making too much noise for the people in the chat room to, to concentrate, but we really appreciate them signing up, and I see that Kat Vecchioni 
from Wacko World is there. Richard B. Smart from the Wacko Network is there. And the Wacko Network, so that must be Wacko Bob himself. Welcome to our show about Vegas. I was so happy when um, Kat Vecchioni and the gang over at Wacko Network talked for about a half hour about our upcoming show <laughs> this afternoon. So thank you guys, and thanks for signing up for the, uh, for the chat. We really, really appreciate all of you. And, of course, we appreciate James for taking time to be with us again. We know he's written about the history of Hollywood movie studios, but I'm not sure what his connection might be with Las Vegas. So let's find out. James, have you ever left beautiful La Jolla to go to Sin City? <laughs> Where, where's Las Vegas? I've never heard of it. <laughs> well, I don't know whether uh, I would leave La Jolla to go to Sin City. <laughs> well, occasionally I let myself out of the door, and I do go around the world visiting places. And Las Vegas actually is one of my favorite places to visit because there's always, always something going on there. You'll never get bored. Never. It's a wonderful place. Glitzy, yes, but, you know, we like glitz. <laughs> it is glitz. It's glitzy. I love, I love the glitzy part of it. And, uh, James, you know, that, of course, that I did... Uh, have a very exciting time in Las Vegas back in April of 1995 because I was um, asked to cover the opening of the Debbie Reynolds Museum there, and so um, oh. Larry and I were the were the first two people uh, from the public that was let into that uh, museum, and of course that was the time when he and I reunited after being divorced and separated for almost um, 20 years. So Las Vegas does hold a special place in my heart. And I oh, know from reading, <laughs> yeah, I had to mention that, and that's kind of why I, I love Las Vegas so much. And Susan, I know from her book that she spent some time, in, or has to have spent some time in Vegas, so it's my great pleasure to bring her on now. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, Susan. Oh, thank you so much, Betty Jo. I'm so glad to be here. And uh, actually, you know, a show about Hollywood and Vegas is perfect. You know, my two, yes, for you. My favorite places. <laughs> You're the perfect guest if we're going to be talking about Hollywood and Vegas. I mean, that you are number one. You are number one on the list. And your Vegas book, I, I just have to tell you, it really impressed me. The amount of research you did. About? It was all fun, though. It was all fun. <laughs> oh, my, you must have had fun, but but I I really um, it isn't the kind of book you know like your the one that we talked about before Hollywood or bust. It's not the kind of one that you can kind of zip through. There's just so much so much detail. Oh, thank this, you, thank you. In this book, and it's you know, and there are things that you want to remember. So it took me quite a while to read, but I was I was just so pleased with it. I mean, packed, just absolutely packed with well, so you know, much they, information. When it, one of the things that's interesting about Vegas, and it's true, is that it keeps changing. So every time it changes, you know, it just brings in more stories and more life and more interest, and, you know, it keeps going. It's almost like never failed. So um, You're right. Is, You're is, right about uh, that. Yes, I, yes. 
I just loved uh, all the information about so many famous movie stars who got hitched in Vegas. Now, before I read your book, I knew, knew that that was going on, but I didn't realize, you know, how many of these. I mean, going back even to the, you know, uh, people like Nelson, Nelson Eddy, I, I just was so fascinated with that story. And then... Also, the films, all the films about Los Angeles. All Vegas the films, and, I know. Oh, it continues it, to to be, uh, you know, <laughs> it just opens up so many opportunities for, you know, good things to happen, bad things to happen, funny things, to happen. things to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I just think it's you did a, a great job on this, and of course I loved your your Hollywood or Best book uh, too. So you're oh, on a roll you. with me. I mean, I can hardly <laughs> wait till your next next one comes out. Now I know James is eager to ask you some questions, so I don't want to monopolize things. James, you're on. Oh my goodness, where's my script? I can't find my script. <laughs> oh, the dog no ate my script. I'm gonna have to make everything up. Oh, oh okay. What else what? is new? Well. <laughs> Susan, why do you think Las Vegas and Hollywood make such a good match? Well, Las Vegas certainly benefits from being so close to L.A. You know, it's the perfect getaway, and Hollywood stars are always welcomed with open arms and treated fabulously. Oh, yeah. You know, so wherever they go, the crowd is sure sure to follow. And it's been like that through the decades. I think Bugsy Siegel knew this instinctively. When he first opened the Flamingo in 1946, he had the biggest Hollywood stars perform in the showroom. Now, they're names people might be unfamiliar with now, but Jimmy Durante, Rose Marie, Xavier Cougar, Georgie Jessel were big. And despite the bad weather for the opening, guests included George Raff, Clark Gable, Lana Turner, Judy Garland, you know, and the list goes on. So there's just always been something simpatico between the two places. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, all the big stars did go uh, to Las Vegas in the beginning, and, and they still go. They still go. And, you know, they, to a certain extent, they're going to see their friends and support their friends. Um, when Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and the rest of the Rats Pack were filming the first um, Ocean's Eleven, in 1960, um, they entertained during at night in the Copa Room at the Sands. It was the biggest ticket at town, and again, um, people from L.A. went to Vegas to see them. Gary Cooper, Natalie Wood, Robert Wagner, Tracy, Tracy Spencer, and the list goes on. Mm. Wow. Wow. Oh. Well, well, what major event put Las Vegas on the map as America's wedding capital? You know, it's funny. I don't really see it as, um, well, to me, the major event was not really a wedding so much as a divorce um, that oh. put Vegas on the map. And it was the divorce of Clark Gable from his second wife, Rhea, that did it. Oh. It was 1939. Gable was the biggest movie star in the country. He was beginning to film Gone with the Wind, and he was outed by Photoplay magazine, for his relationship with Carol Lombard, which threatened to tank his career. Mm. Now, for a couple of years, Gable had been begging Rhea for divorce so he could marry Lombard. When Rhea finally realized her time was up, she chose to go to Vegas instead of Reno to establish her six-week residency. And again, it was easier to get divorced. It took a lot less time in Nevada than California. So she's in Vegas and the publicist for the town, and it was only a town then, made sure she stayed busy. At night she was photographed dining, dancing, playing cards, 
during the day she enjoyed the outdoors, horseback riding or swimming. Wherever she went, whatever she did, there was always a photographer and a writer to publicize it. And, and, you know, and <laughs> right, and divorces and weddings of movie stars are always good for for publicity. So I I really track it back down to uh, back to Rhea Gable. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. I I was wondering about the time when there was a certain uh, deadline when you could get a if you were married. You would you would uh, not have to go into the army. Yeah, remember said that. Uh, could you explain that that a little bit? Because that probably doesn't have anything to do with Hollywood, but in terms of uh, weddings in Las Vegas, uh, that might have been a red letter day. But I don't remember all the details about that. Um, I'm not sure I have all the details at my my fingertips, but um, it was when the draft was um, during the Vietnam War was instituted. So again, the deadline, um, and one of the things Nevada always did was make it easy for people to get married in Las Vegas. So there was no waiting, waiting time. I mean, going in California, again, there's that proximity between California and Nevada, kept making it more and more difficult for people to get married. Not not this particular incident that you're talking about, but back in the forties mm-hmm. they said you had to wait three days before you could get married because they didn't they wanted to keep people from getting drunk and getting married and regretting it. And then there was another yeah. time where they said you needed a blood test before you could get married. Well they didn't have those restrictions in Nevada. So oh. when um when People had to get married quickly, which was the case when the draft was being instituted. Um, you know, people just ran over the border or from wherever in the country and got to Las Vegas as quickly as they could to beat that deadline. Ah, uh, that's yes. I that's I, I remember reading about that uh, in your in your book, and of course that didn't have much to do in terms of uh, the, the topic today, which is Hollywood. But I thought it was an interesting. Uh, fact about uh how how las vegas got you know started in the in the wedding yes business. yes yes what sort of yes that image and that that quickness speed was of the essence you know that happened a lot during world war Two, also when soldiers were you know were going off to war and they wanted to get married quickly they went to las vegas and two stars that did that um, I think before they before obviously they became stars was Dinah Shore and her husband Robert Montgomery was it, it wasn't Robert Montgomery George, but her husband George Montgomery jo- George Montgomery George. that's right that's right well but since that time I mean uh, it's just been quite the place for the uh, uh, for the movie stars to go and and. Uh, and get hitched. I mean, that, that's just so much in your book about these various uh, weddings. And uh, James, is there anything that you'd like to know about uh, the the weddings of famous movie stars in Hollywood? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I sure would. Uh, I, w- I would like to know, uh, uh, Susan, what your top five favorite Vegas weddings are involving film stars. Yes, of course. Um, actually. My favorite Vegas weddings involving film stars involve those that lasted. They didn't have to last forever, just longer than average, five years, ten years, fifteen years, and there are a lot of those. (laughs) And 
I think one one of the surprising ones is Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. They oh, got thanks. married at the El Rancho in 1958, and at the time, the El Rancho was the newest, glitziest casino on the Strip. We all know they were married until uh, Newman died five years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. They stayed married. They stayed for married. For the longest time as a big Hollywood couple. Yes, yes, yes. That's a you good know, choice. Um, another, Betty White and Alan London married at the Sands in 1963. Although, oh, yeah. <laughs> although he was London, the love of her life. She always says that. Yes, she does. Yes, and she's written so many nice things about him and their marriage. Although um, the marriage almost didn't happen because London um, missed his flight from New York. And then oh. Betty almost didn't say I do because she thought that was a bad sign, his missing his flight. <laughs> but, but they did. <laughs> and their marriage lasted until his death, which was about, um, they were together about 24 years. Yeah. Um, Anne Margaret and Roger Smith of 77 Sunset Strip married in 1967. Oh, they've been married forever. Yeah. Right, and they're still together. And it wasn't... They, she had dreamed of a fairy tale wedding, but he whisked her off to Vegas in his private plane. <laughs> That's uh, so. Um, let's see, Betty Grable and Harry James. Now theirs was not the greatest marriage, but they were together for 22 years. Yeah. And I also like the fact that Mary Tyler Moore and Grant Tinker got married in the Dunes Hotel. Oh, Again, they did. Um, after uh, and they were together for 17 years. Oh. And there, there are others too. <laughs> well, those are good uh, choices. I, I like your uh, idea of picking ones that lasted because there were a number of them that that didn't. But one of them that that did last, that um, I, but for the wrong reason, was the <laughs> Nelson Eddy um, oh. marriage. And that was and, a sad story, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, uh, tell us more about that. Um, again, I'm not, um, I don't quite remember, but he was, he was, uh, really in love with a, um, the film Jeanette. star, Jeanette McDonald, yes, and, uh, somehow they, they just never got it together. And he, he I don't think that, uh, Uncle Louie, Louie B. Mayer, wanted Jeanette McDonald oh. to marry Nelson Eddy, and so... Uh, they were they were my favorite pair growing up. I just loved to hear them sing those operatic uh, uh, duets. And poor Nelson Eddy, uh, he he when he got married, as uh, I remember reading in your book, he was inebriated through the whole through the whole. <laughs> he didn't know that he was, that he got married. It sounds like a, a movie. Uh, he didn't know, and uh, he wanted a divorce right away. And I guess the the lady wouldn't divorce him and stayed married to him for till he died. And I love the way in this in the in the book you tell about uh, Nelson uh, about uh, Nelson Eddy's widow saying, "Well, now they can be together." <laughs> right, 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 right. I had forgotten that. Actually, well, you know, if you have to pick one of the strangest Vegas weddings uh, of a movie star, which one would you pick? Um, actually, um, I would pick the wedding of Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton in 2000. Oh, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wedding itself was fairly typical of any couple getting married in Vegas on the spur of the moment. They had the $189 beginning 
beginner's package, even though it was his fifth time and her second time at the altar. She carried red and white roses, walked down the aisle to Here Comes the Bride, and neither one of them dressed up. That's, a, that's no surprise there. But what was strange was that they were getting married and to each other. To get married, Jolie had to petition the court to finalize her divorce from Johnny Lee Miller. Yes. And Thornton broke his engagement to Laura Dern. And as Laura yeah. Dern said, I left home to work on a movie, and while I was away, my boyfriend got married. I've never heard from him again. Oh, poor Laura. Personally, I think she was better off, but um, there was, it was definitely strange. Definitely strange. That, that's a good That's a good. And then, of course, um, actually a lot of people thought it was strange. Uh, Jay Leno loved it and kept making jokes about their, their marriage uh, and their wedding, you know, on his, on his program. So it was in the news quite a bit. It was an oddball hookup, I'll tell you. Yes, yes. Isn't that when they exchanged vials of blood? Yes, they did. They wore them, you know, you know on, around, around their, their necks. necks. In a little yes. vial. Yes, yes. <laughs> She was in the news quite a bit for doing sort of oddball things. Yeah, I think she's calmed down a little bit now. <laughs> that seems that way. Now that she has children. And she's grown up, right. Yeah. Actually, she had she adopted her first son, Maddox, while she was married to Billy Bob Thornton. But oh, that I don't, I d- yeah, I didn't know that. I thought yes. it was all with Brad Pitt, but I guess not. Yes. She already had him, yeah. So actually, just going back a bit, you know, you mentioned Louis B. Mayer when we were talking about Eddie Eddie Nelson, and he, uh, you know, Louis B. Nelson was quite um, liked to poke his nose in his movie stars' love lives, and he um, he was incensed when Judy Garland ran off to Las Vegas to get married the first time, and um, he was incensed when Mickey Rooney married Ava Gardner. You know, he had them keep their wedding quiet. That was not in Las Vegas, but uh, he was definitely involved in that. Oh, yeah, Louis I'm B. Back. Yeah. Oh, you were gone. <laughs> I was gone. The gremlins yeah. again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I thought you were kind of quiet. <laughs> yes, I was, I was quiet because I, I had to call back in. But uh, while you're talking about Uncle Louie, he just yes. absolutely had uh, an iron fist over uh, his talent in terms of the publicity. And um, I, I think he probably had their best interests in heart, but uh, he certainly made life miserable for for some of them. And yes, you, you were uh, You had quite a... Uh, section in your book uh what's a wedding with without elvis is a title of one of your sections that i really enjoyed how did elvis become such a key player in the in vegas weddings well you know elvis spent a lot of time in vegas through the 60s he went there to gamble when he was making movies in hollywood during the 70s he was performing at the international and elvis impersonators were around almost from the beginning and elvis saw some of them himself the owner of the Graceland Wedding Chapel told me that she was getting three to four requests a month for an Elvis impersonator before he died, and then after he died, the number increased substantially. My diehard Elvis fans, of which there are many, believe it is a privilege to get married in his presence and an honor to help keep his presence alive. For everyone else, it's just a good time. 
But uh, I noticed at the top of your show you were playing the song Viva Las Vegas, and it's one yes. of the most popular songs heard in an Elvis-themed wedding, even though it has absolutely nothing to do about love or marriage. It's all about gambling. Yes, it is, but it, you, you <laughs> definitely need to have that song if you're going to talk about Vegas. And thank you to Richard B. Smart for helping us uh, get that uh, song. And great. Um, It's a great uh, song. It's a catchy tune. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it gets you in the mood for Vegas. Well, it does. Um, I, I, was, I was thinking about um, when, when you were talking about how Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton uh, – really didn't didn't dress up you know for this for this wedding and i remember you wrote about uh, also um richard Gere and yes. cindy crawford when they yes. got married and they they got kind of a a cheapy i think and, and elvis uh, a minister dressed like elvis and their uh, wedding rings were sculpted out of uh, aluminum foil so they got kind of the <laughs> yes yes very impromptu very spur of the moment yeah, and that didn't last, and that didn't last. But uh, I thought that was the most uh, humorous one. I, and I like the way you, exp- uh, Susan, in the book, you you um, explain how Hollywood films help make Vegas uh, the place where so many people want to go to get married. So, um, what are some of the the films that you're, you're thinking about uh, when you when you wrote that? Um, certainly, Viva Las Vegas. You know, aside from the great chemistry between Elvis and Anne Mar. Margaret and the terrific musical numbers we get to see Vegas, the different hotels, the shows, the scenery, and um, you know you have to keep watching until the very last minute of that movie. But they do get married, and they're standing in front of the little chapel of the West, one of the oldest wedding chapels in Vegas that's still open for business. And I just feel you know without the movies, all of these places would be lost. You want to be familiar with them. I think you're right, um, and that's that's a good segue <laughs> into the next uh, the next section that we we really do want to talk about some of these movies that oh, yeah. are set that are set in Vegas um, or about Vegas or or set in um, with with Las Vegas as the as the setting. Do you do you have uh, some favorite uh, movies uh, uh, like uh, that? Well, again, I mentioned Ocean's Eleven, and in Ocean's Eleven we see. The Sahara, the Riviera, the Desert Inn, the Sands, and the Flamingo. And except for the Flamingo, they've all been blown up. But in oh. terms of that, sorry, <laughs> but one of the, another movie that's it's a terrific movie. Um, it's not um, focused on Vegas, but it does. Um, it has some scenes in Vegas, and that's Lost in America with Albert Brooks and Julie Hegarty. Yeah. And if you remember, this yuppie couple decides to drop out. And on the way to nowhere, they stop in Vegas, planning to get married. And Brooks is so excited. You know, they're in their Winnebago, and he's going, I can't wait to marry you. I just can't wait. And then they pull up in front of the Silver Bells Wedding Chapel. And he's going, look at those bells. This is exciting. I like it. Let's go. Actually, an interesting part about Lost in America or this scene is that in 1985, the wedding industry had really fallen on hard times. People had associated it with being sort of, you know, schlocky and, you know, rip off and yeah. and here you have this guy, um, you know, excited about it. He's excited. you know, they like the name, they think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That is, I I remember that movie now. I I hadn't thought about that as a, a Las Vegas movie, but but you're right. right. It's, not, a, it's not a Las Vegas movie. It's just well, there is a, another big scene making a Las Vegas movie. Is that Haggerty? I think he goes to sleep and she goes down to gamble and loses their next nest egg, and that sort of sets yeah. the rest of the the movie in motion. But, yeah, um, but that but that certainly fits the uh, fits the ca- the category. Are there are there any others that you you really uh, enjoy? Um, actually, there are a lot. There's um, Bugsy. <laughs> oh, Bugsy! Oh, I'm so glad no, you mentioned. <laughs> you can't have Bugsy. Uh, you can't have a, a show about Las Vegas and not mention Bugsy. After all, Bugsy Siegel is uh, sometimes called the father of Las Vegas, right? Yes, exactly. And it's a gangster movie, and it's a Hollywood movie. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we hit all three. All three. <laughs> right. And great performances. Great performances. Oh, oh terrific. Yes, yes. And it's where um, Beatty and Annette Benning met, or remet, oh, yes, and fell in yes, love on the set. In fact, uh, James, I don't know whether you know this, but when uh, Bugsy was being made, Annette Benning um, uh, was a visit, visited Mesa College. Now, I was a dean of humanities at Mesa College, and she had been one of our drama students, and she came to do a workshop and um, you know to do a question and answer for the drama students. And any time anybody would ask her anything about Warren Beatty, uh, I, she was just a little, you know, very very cautious about anything that she said <laughs> about him. And I thought, I wonder what those two are up to. <laughs> and so then, uh, then a few weeks later, when they, you know, announced that they were married, it didn't surprise me at all because I thought something was going on there. But they were, they were great together in that film. Yes, terrific. Both, both beautiful and uh, very uh, seductive, but manipulative. And uh, but he's the one who had uh, Bugsy is the one who had the uh, the vision for Vegas. Oh yes, and yes. Actually, there's without a line. him. Um, oh yeah, it, it is. It's all about uh, Bugsy Siegel. There's a line in the movie spoken by Ben Kingsley, who's playing Meyer Lansky, one of Bugsy's partners in crime, and he says to Bugsy, "I don't understand this desert thing of yours. What are we Bedouins?" Yeah, Bedouins. That's right. <laughs> I remember. It, it, it was remember hard to that. see. It was the middle of the desert, and. Uh, Vegas, uh, actually Vegas was founded in 1905, so this is 40 years later, but it still was basically a cow town. And, uh, exactly, yeah. So yeah. He, he, well, did, uh, James, did you see Bugsy? Did, oh, do we lose James? James? I think we have, yes, I think we've lost James. So we're having definitely some problems with the with the gremlins today so i'm I'm sorry about that well yeah. were there um uh let's let's go ahead and talk with these uh talk about these movies because you're on you're on a roll so bugsy and then um, um you, honeymoon you in mentioned- vegas 1992 with sarah jessica parker nicholas cage and james Kahn. and um this movie starts off with uh nicholas Kahn. Nicholas, excuse me, Nicholas Cage lamenting the fact that his girlfriend wants to get married. He finally decides to do it if they go to Las Vegas, and that's how they end up in Las Vegas, planning to get married. And then I'm sure, as you remember, you know, um, they meet 
James Caan, whose character's wife had died, and Sarah Jessica Parker's character is a dead ringer for his dead wife. And um, he falls in love with Sarah Jessica Parker and whisks her off to Hawaii. And Nicolas Cage follows. And then, um, like, um, Par- Sarah Jessica Parker and James Caan characters return to uh, Las Vegas, and Cage has to return to. Uh, following them has to return to Las Vegas, and he's having he doesn't have much money, and he ends up hitching a flight with some flying Elvi. <laughs> yes, I remember that was a great scene in that movie. That was just <laughs> Elvis is everywhere. <laughs> Elvis is everywhere, falling out of the sky, and at the very end. Um, Cage and Sarah Jessica Parker do get married at a chapel, and they're surrounded by all of these Elvi and Elvis costumes. It's, but the scene where they drop out of the sky is fabulous. You know, they have on the white jumpsuits. It's very, yes. l- very late Elvis. But um, oh, that's a perfect movie for uh, for our show to to talk about. And I I think James is back on the line. So James, do you go. have any Las Vegas movies that you'd like to share with us that that are your favorites? Uh, oh my gosh! I think she mentioned all of them that were ever made. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. Actually, actually, there really are a lot more. Actually, I just like to comment. I don't really have anything to say about, it, but Diamonds Are Forever, the James Bond movie, takes place in Vegas. Right. Oh yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. And um, let's see what else. The more recently, actually, it goes back to 2003, is The Cooler with William Macy. Oh, wonderful film! Which is a great, it's a great film and very gangster oriented. And the character who's who's really sort of a sad sack, you know, is bemoaning how um, Vegas has changed, you know. And mm-hmm. I, actually, Alec Baldwin is in that too. Yes, he oh, is. Oh, know, he's yeah. he's great. He's a I, boss. I, yeah, yeah, he's one of the bosses. Yeah, right. yeah. There is another movie, too, that was filmed in Las Vegas, and that was uh, the wonderful Burt Wonderstone with the... Oh, it was oh this, I didn't it was see like that. this past year. This yeah, past year. It was yes, a, yes. It was a bomb, but... <laughs> it was, it was about yes. magicians. Yeah. yeah. Magicians, yeah. Jim Carrey and uh, right, Steve right, Carell. Yeah. Right. It played here about in. two days, so I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it was a bomb, <laughs> There's but it was a Vegas, yeah. It was a Vegas movie. Well, you know we're going to have to talk about the the latest uh, Las Vegas movie, which uh, just came was released last Friday, Last Vegas. And uh, Susan, I know when we talked before the uh, the show, you did see it over the weekend. So I did. Um, yeah. Did you give that thumbs up or thumbs down? I do, you know, I do give it thumbs up. Um, actually, a pretty big thumbs up. You know, the cast. I mean, to a certain extent. You're going not just to see Las Vegas, but to see uh, Michael Douglas and Morgan Friedman and Kevin Klein and Robert De Niro, and, and and they were terrific. I mean, they 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 really got into their characters. They didn't walk through it at all. I thought they were terrific, and their stories were touching. And the movie um, I also thought was terrific because it brings for people who haven't been there in a while, it brings Las Vegas up to date with all of the dance clubs and such. Yeah. And the partying yes. and the pool scenes. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, and uh, and and uh, listeners, if you haven't seen it, I give it, I give it a big thumbs up too because it really uh, there you see 
these four Oscar winners, well, five, because Mary Steenburgen is in. Wow, oh, yes, yes, she yes. Was just, they were all just at the top of their game. They seem to just love working together. And uh, some people are calling it a hangover for senior citizens. You know, the hangover <laughs> movies. <laughs> senior citizens. But this is, to me, it's just much better. <laughs> and, and wait until you see, dear listeners, if you haven't seen this, wait until you see Morgan Freeman dancing. Oh, great. Ooh. He's terrific. <laughs> Love it. Oh, and... Uh, it just, I mean, and to see Mary Steenburgen as a, a lounge singer uh, in Binion's, it's just, it, it, you, you can't believe. I mean, she's on my list for Best best Supporting Actress for yeah, this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's that that good. So, so both of us are highly recommending that. And it really did have lots of laughs, and then you do tear up a little bit. You're, yes, I know. It's, <laughs> there's something sentimental about it. It was good. Uh, and it has to do with the wedding. It has to do with the wedding because, one, <laughs> Michael Douglas's character is getting married to someone that could probably be his granddaughter, and yeah. he's calling his three <laughs> friends, and they're going to give him a – and then they decided they're going to give him a bachelor party at, in Las Vegas, and so they all come, you know, to, to Las Vegas, and it's what happens there and the changes. And, um, you know, it's just – because two of them are on the outs, and that's uh, uh, Michael Douglas's character and De Niro's character, and so there's a lot of push pull, uh, a lot of dramatics there, but funny, funny stuff, good one-liners, the whole thing just sparkles. I just really have, have was so happy to see that, and I wasn't expecting that much from it, and neither was right, my exactly. husband, and he liked it too, so. He he would give it a big a big thumbs up too. So James, you've got to see Last Vegas. I I do. I I missed the uh, the film critic screening because I think I was in Germany at that time and I missed it. But I'll see it. Maybe I'll get a a screener. I think they should send them out for your consideration. Those screeners are coming out, so I think you probably will get that because um, yeah, there's there's some things there that I think should be. Oh, awarded during the awards uh, season. Well, what about leaving Las Vegas with with Nicolas Cage? You talked about honeymoon in Vegas, and um, I think we should, uh, you know, go to the other sprint, uh, other extreme with Nicolas Cage uh, for when yeah. he won his Oscar for playing a, an alcoholic who went to Las Vegas to commit suicide, and that's how he won his Cage won his Oscar. And oh, it was, right. what did you think about? Did you see that movie? Uh, you know, Susan. I read I I read the book, and after reading the book, I could not see the movie. I just you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I, I, you know, I, I, what else can I say? I mean, it was, uh, and I didn't I didn't remember that uh, Cage won an Oscar for his, for his part. I know it was supposed to be uh, very good, but I mean, really, the down and dirty side of Las Vegas. It was. Yeah, it was like a film noir. It was kind of like a film noir, not the type of movie that you expect, you know, to be made about Las Vegas. But it was just excellent, mm-hmm. and um, definitely is one that you're not going to get any laughs out of. That's for sure. But it's very right. well done, um, very uh, 
he was he well deserved his Oscar. I definitely was not disappointed when when he won. I cannot believe that this time has gone by so fast, but you guys always make it go by so fast. <laughs> oh, do you know we only have five more minutes left, and so I want to make sure to tell everybody where they can get a copy of Las Vegas Weddings. So, Sue, now's your time to give the, give that information Oh, give, give my pitch? Um, yes. There, I do have a website, lasvegasweddingsthebook.com. Or you can buy it online, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble online. It's out there. Well, I, I'm i going to give that again. It's uh, www.lasvegasweddingsthebook.com. And I, I think it would make a wonderful gift for any movie addicts on your shopping list. So, dear listeners, do uh, do check it out. Well, it's time to wrap things up now. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to Susan Marg for being such an entertaining and informative guest again today, and to James Cole Harrison for doing an excellent job of co-hosting, as usual. Thanks Yay. to the folks at Blog Talk Radio <laughs> and to Nikki Starr for all her help, and to Richard B. Smart for his technical assistance, as well as to our chatters, and we've had a lot of them, Comedy Concepts, Nancy Lombardo, the host of Comedy Concepts on Fridays and Mondays at um, 10.30 a.m. Um, Eastern Time, Eddie Bizworld, Kat Vecchioni we already mentioned, Richard B. Smart, Steve Mendoza from the Steve Mendoza Show, the Wacko Network and, Network and Wacko Bob. Thanks, chatters, for, uh, for participating, and sorry we didn't get a chance to um, uh, to, to present some of your comments. Uh, They're very, very perceptive, and it was a lot of fun watching uh, some of the things that you said in the chat room. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Thank you so much, and please come back next time for a discussion of Lion Ark, one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. The director and co-screenwriter will be here to talk about their incredible experience in rescuing 25 abused African Lions in Bolivia, and the filming of this riveting real-life adventure. Please don't miss this episode. You'll be absolutely amazed at what Tim Phillips and Jan Creamer reveal during their in-depth interview. I also want to mention that um, I'm looking forward to being a guest on Amy Beth Arkway's Friday show called uh, Friday at the Movies, Amy is a, another Blog Talk Radio host, and we'll be talking about classic and contemporary movies at noon Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, and that's Amy Beth Arkway. I'll be posting about that on Facebook, so you'll get more information there on my Facebook page. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So let's call on Elvis again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after Absolutely. all, Elvis is everywhere in Las Vegas. So here he is, back to take us out with more Viva Las Vegas! Bright light city gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. 
got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn. So get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. And I'm just a devil with love to spare. So be That there were more than the 24 hours in the day Even if there were 40 more I wouldn't sleep a minute away Oh, the blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel A fortune won and lost on every deal All you need is stone hard and a new steel Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas Las Vegas with your neon flashing and your one-armed bandits crashing almost hold down the drain. Fever Las Vegas turning day into nighttime, turning night into daytime. If you see it once, you'll never be the same again. I'm gonna keep on the run, I'm gonna have me some fun. It's cost me my very last dime. If I wind up broke, well, I'll always remember that I had a swing in time. Uh, I'm gonna give it everything I've got. Lady love, please let the dice stay hot. Let me shoot a seven with every shot. Fever, Las Vegas. Fever, Las Vegas. 